0: All right, Brad Cooney.com, in association with HCN Networks, is honored to have on board the executive director of the Accountability Project, and she's also a Democratic political analyst, Ms. Namiki. Namiki, not Namiki, Namiki. Nope,
1: nope, nomiki.
0: Namiki. No, constant. How many times... You be... Go ahead, go ahead.
1: Oh, I've, I've had my name butchered my entire
0: life. I was about to say that. How many times has that happened?
1: more often than, than right but feel free to
0: call me nomi nomi it is nomi first and foremost thank you for doing this i see you all over fox news you're on the big networks i've seen you on cnn going to battle with the gop peoples um i just love it you know because i'm like the middle of the road kind of guy i i I've, I've voted both sides of the aisle throughout my life um so i like to get both sides both perspectives. And I guess I want to start this podcast off, firstly, to get your thoughts on um, Hillary Rodden Clinton's campaign thus far. Um, it looks like Bernie Sanders fooled a few people early, but he's maybe, I think he's peaked out. It looks like Hillary's going to be the nominee, huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think, I think the situation with Hillary is he was, she learned her lessons from the Obama primary, and she locked down... Uh, support very early on, way before anybody was even considering the presidential race. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he had. A super PAC set up, or somebody else set it up for her, I should say, um, really, like, started to go to electives in, all across the country and get their support and have them make phone calls on her behalf and go, I mean, forget about the delegates, you know, she, the delegates are definitely locked away, but we're talking about pastors, we're talking about community leaders, um, each state setting up operations, you know, she had people fundraising two and a half years in advance, mm. and that is really unheard of. Mm-hmm. The Clintons. So
0: that is the secret to her success. Definitely. Now, if she's elected president, let me ask you this: If she's Mm -hmm. elected president, how do you think she'll govern? Do you think she'll govern more to the center of the aisle? Like Bill Clinton got a lot of things done because he he was able to reach across, um, and that's why he was successful. Um, Barack Obama not so successful, because it's very divisive right now in in Washington, D.C., you know. How do you think Hillary would do um, if she gets elected?
1: You know, she actually, despite all of the controversy and how enraged the other side gets about Hillary Clinton. She had a tremendous record in the Senate for reaching across the aisle. In fact, her colleagues respected her and worked with her on several pieces of legislation. So that's one of those, you know, I can I can fairly criticize Hillary Clinton on a lot of different fronts. But this is something that I think once she's in office, uh, people will see her true colors. She's very good at working with Republicans, and she's very much, I believe, she's very she's evolved very much into a moderate. Um mm-hmm going to have to be progressive on certain issues, mainly because the economy is is still struggling, and because things like Black Lives Matter needs to be addressed, and you've got an incarceration problem, and you have a mass imprisonment problem, and the privatization of prisons—all these different progressive issues that people are running on. To be fair, are actually issues that bill clinton created so when you start to look at the legacy of bill clinton um the challenge for hillary clinton right now is she's going to have to run and govern against her husband's mm. policies many of which mm-hmm. good so, point you know everything from welfare reform to tax policy i mean there's a there's a long list of, of issues but you know that's why people say it takes 25 years to figure out what kind of president somebody
0: was <laughs> that's true that's true you mentioned bill clinton now If Hillary Clinton's elected president, of course, we all know she'll be the first uh, woman to be president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And Bill Clinton will be the first man to be (laughs) the first man. (laughs) Um, How do you think, where do you think Bill Clinton fits in there? How do you think, um, you know, what will be his role? What do you think he'll be doing?
1: Been in the campaign. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you recall, but in, in 2008, he put his foot in his mouth a few times and actually hurt Hillary <laughs> yeah. along the way. He um, becomes very defensive of Hillary. So my assumption is that Bill Clinton is going to be more of an international aid than a domestic aid, mainly because things in, in, in the country can get very politicized and divisive unless he's going on fundraising or working with um, the Democrats on different issues or trying to get Democratic votes, for instance, helping um, assist her in that area. And obviously he's going to be a key advisor because of his experiences in the White House. But I don't see him being the political spokesperson for Hillary domestically. Mm -hmm. I don't see him making the case for her on different issues, sort of like she did when it came to health care in 1993. I see him doing a lot of international stuff. I think that he wants to... Um, I think that it, it is a joint Clinton operation to try to uh, solve some East issues. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, he's he's, he's well-respected internationally. I mean, he's well-respected in the country, but he's, he's very well-respected internationally. And he's built so many relationships to the Clinton Foundation that um, I think that he's going to probably... Uh, advised her to expand on some of the issues that they focused on the Clinton Foundation in the State Department
0: under her under her presidency. You know, it's almost like we're going to have two Secretary of States. I could see them being like a Secretary of State. We're going to have two of them. It almost looks like if she gets yeah, elected. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. have to create a cabinet position just for Bill, like yeah, former Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a very interesting. What about running mates? Who do you think are some some people leading the pack um, behind the scenes that Hillary might ask to run with her if she gets nominated?
1: Well, there's like, you know, there are the hopeful nominees. Obviously, people have their favorites, but it really comes down to the mechanics of how a presidential race is going to fare out, like what demographics need to be um, excited, you know, what, what candidates are strong candidates. Um I think right now the Castro brothers are one of the Castro brothers. I'm not sure which one, to be honest, but uh, Mm. there's rumors that they're going to probably pick um, I believe it's Washington, the the mayor Washington Castro.
0: Now, one of them was the mayor of San Antonio, right? Is that one of them? Uh, Yes, yes. Yeah. He had his big breakout moment. Was it the last Democratic convention or the one before that?
1: I believe it was the last Democratic convention Yeah. speech. And that's sort of, there's sort of a tradition in the Democratic Party. Uh, that, you know, the person who gives that speech is, becomes a nominee, but obviously Hillary um, is the favorite. I mean, there's also there's also a legacy of vice presidents becoming the nominee, and that clearly didn't mm-hmm. happen, right. um, which I'm very sad about. But, <laughs> right. you know, so I think, you know, he's at the head of the pack right now. Um, you have to look at these key states, the swing states. Uh, most likely she won't be picking another woman. Um, there's some rumors that she might pick another Afri- an African-American uh, someone told me, but I don't know if I necessarily believe it, but a very um, knowledgeable insider, political consultant, said that the Obama President Obama is urging for an African-American, especially with Black Lives Matter being such a big issue. Hmm. So, you know, we're have, I think we're going to have to see as the primary plays out. Um, because when, when you... On the trail, you'll start to see more. And if you went to Iowa, you can see who's caucusing and who's campaigning on her behalf. You know, you see who steps up and really fights for her. Because it's also, you also have to see who's, who's, who's ready and who's able and who's, you know, running for mayor, running for governor in your state, especially if it's a solid blue state, is quite a different challenge than running for uh, vice president along with the president.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want to... I'm debating on whether I should ask this question now or, or down, down a few more minutes. Um, I'll, I'll ask it now. We're kind of talking about um, the, the campaign and Democrats. The last midterm election we had, the Democrats took a pretty good beating. They re, they really did. Um, Shellacking? Uh, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of different terms we can use for that. I mean, because it really it really was. What do you think the the Democrats need to do in order to flip some of those? You know, red seats back to blue.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, this is an area where Republicans have been able to outmaneuver the Democrats. These midterm congressional mm-hmm. elections, the state level elections, uh, you know, say, in our of redistricting, to be fair, uh, each state has their own redistricting process, and sometimes it can be a little less friendly to <laughs> the Democrats. But, you know, I. I think what's going on in the Democratic Party, you know, there's. I think both parties are going through massive upheaval. And everyone likes to talk about the Republicans right now, and, and they really don't see what's going on with the Democrats. But, you know, you, all you have to look at is the presidential nominees being all over 60, except for, for uh, mm-hmm. uh, the presidential candidates, except for Mark O'Malley. But, you know, there, there is an epidemic of older statesmen in the party um, running the party like it's the 90s country has changed dramatically and the democratic party just in the last 10 years has become 40 percent more progressive it is you know this year alone millennials will now be a larger voting block than um baby boomers were which is the largest voting Mm -hmm. block in history and it's just going to get more it's going to get larger and larger and we're not talking about those who are under 20 we're talking about those under 38 i mean that's what millennials are now and we're the most you know, we're the most uh, ethnically diverse generation in history. We are the most educated generation in history. So all of these factors play, in, play a part into the midterm election. Because when you look at the, the candidates that the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee usually sides with, they are well-funded because congressional elections are very expensive. And who are the people who are usually more well-funded? Unfortunately, due to our systematic the ways that our systems are set up, uh, they're usually white, they're wealthy, or friends of wealthy people, and they're older. Because as you age, you accumulate more wealth or know more wealthy people. Right, right. And it's not very indicative of the future. So you have a lot of these candidates that kind of. Are running on this '90s model way of running, but it's hurting the party as a whole. And so you're not getting the level of youth participation, a minority participation, because you're, they're not seeing candidates that look like them. They're just seeing like mm-hmm. the same old white people, the white dudes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when there are women, they tend to be wealthy. So it's you know there's this weird divide, and, and I'm I'm really like I'm personally deeply frustrated with this process because I think that our our the Republican Party can, can, can run a little differently than the Democratic Party. And it's not like we have the same strategy. But our party is running like we use the same strategy as Republicans. And especially as we enter the next uh, 2020, you'll see districts redistricted in a very odd way. And you'll see that the cities are going to become even more Democratic because millennials are moving to cities. And they're moving back into even smaller cities. Um, you know, in, in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, you saw people start to move out of cities. And so um, there was a difference, I mean, it was more of an ethnic uh, like suburbs, suburban cities uh, suburbs were whiter and then cities were more had more right. minorities. Right. Now you're going to see more young people in the cities. And it will be ethnically diverse, but um, you're really going to see that divide between middle America and, and the coast. And that's a for democracy,
0: mm-hmm. I believe. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, let's talk the other side. Let's talk Republicans for a few minutes here. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's really interesting. I've never, I'm, I'm, I'm just turned 50 years old. I've never seen anything anyway. like what I'm seeing now. Um, let's talk yeah. Donald Trump for, for a few minutes. Um I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin because he said so many he's he's said so many things that I'm like, wow, I mean and, and like it's like he's like John Gotti. he's like nothing stupid this guy man. It's like every time he says something so insane his his poll numbers get higher. um his most recent comments is what I wanted to get your thoughts on. plus feel free you know to to, to touch on the other comments. of course, I'm a, first and foremost, let me back up. I was appalled at what he said. About John McCain because I'm a veteran yeah um, I served my country I've met John McCain in person and it was it was great to meet you know he's a war hero you can right. you, you can you can not agree with his politics but he's a he's this guy's a he's an American war hero and right. and when I heard Donald Trump say the things he said about him my stomach just knotted up it just felt horrible just nothing was right about yeah. that um, and then, of course, his most recent comments about about Muslims, um, the, the whole ban Muslims thing—that um, set the, every news station in, on the on Earth on fire. Um, what are your thoughts? Just, t- just touch on that a little bit for us. What are your thoughts on all that? Well, well, first, thank
1: you for your service.
0: Thank you. Um, thank you for saying that. right now as, as we are in this um, climate of, of, of
1: fear and, and, and mm-hmm. what's going to happen next, I think that people often talk about war and don't understand the implications of war and, and what it means on, on our veteran community. So, um, you know, I think with Donald Trump, it's, it's, in a lot of ways, it's not necessarily like like this is something that is very simple and human and it's like basic human psychology. People who are set in their beliefs, it is very hard to convince them otherwise, even when presented with factual evidence. Right. And, and I can't remember who quoted what the quote was specifically, but I once cited it in an article. But I think it was, um, oh, well, I'll get to it later. I'll, I'll follow up and mm-hmm. I'll give you the quote. Okay. But essentially we said that, are, are fixed in their beliefs, and when they're presented with facts, they will do everything they can to, to, to keep their beliefs and ignore the facts, so much so that they um, build their arguments around the facts. So, the, and this is very much a strategy by, and I'm not going to say like the left doesn't do it, I think everybody does this, but the, the less your argument has foundation built off of, like if, if something is like plain out claims are. And and people can argue with me all day long about this, but when a Pulitzer Prize news organization that is made up of people of all different sides, and economists, and the best thinkers in the world, contribute to this news organization, Photovac.com, when they come out with the last 73 claims that, that Donald Trump has made, and every single one of them is false, <laughs> you've got to stop and say to yourself, how long am I willing to hold on to these beliefs? I mean, if you like Trump, just flat out say you like Trump, and you like him for the economics. But to the death against, like, all sorts of things, I mean, that just makes you look like a fool. <laughs> Someone's in the background. I'm on the radio. <laughs>
0: Sorry about that. They said Trump for president. <laughs> that's great. That's what that's. <laughs> Go ahead. We have a peanut gallery in the background.
1: Um, so you know, I, I think what's going on with him is is he has core support, and that core support won't move. But there's some support, like evangelical support and um, um, some populist support, that I think are going to start to spill over, and you're already seeing indications indications of this when you look at. Over into, most likely at this point, Ted Cruz. Yeah, because is then Cruz is up. Starting to flip. Yeah, so I think that, you know, the phenomenon of Trump is still there and it's very much alive and, and dominating in the press, but to win a presidential primary, you have to have a lot more than our media and you have to have a lot more than general polls. You know, his issue is that he's got a lot of new Republican voters that don't. That, that don't, they have not turned out in an Iowa caucus. And an Iowa caucus is very different than a primary. It is. You have to stand there, you have to make the case, convince the people next to you. Yeah. And it's really hard to get new voters to do that. So that's why I believe that Ted Cruz is going to win Iowa, and as a result, he's going to win New Hampshire and, and and the Southern states. And I don't, I mean, I feel like Donald Trump knows what's coming to him, but I don't think he really does.
0: <laughs> you know, there was, I was watching Rachel Maddow show the other day. And she has a pretty interesting theory. I don't know if you heard her, what her theory is on Trump. Um, she was talking about she thinks Donald Trump does not—he no longer wants to be president—and he's saying these things almost like like as a suicidal mission, not not literally, of course, like, but you know what I'm saying, just to, to implode his campaign because he's. She believes he's he's really not wanting to do this anymore, and she said that right on her show the other night.
1: business i mean he even today a few um business leaders from the mid-east came out and said that they were no longer going to sell his products um, i believe it was dubai i can't, I can't recall mm-hmm. exactly which which area but he's starting mean, you saw it happen when his univision deal imploded and when he went after latinos a lot of mm-hmm. um latinos boycotted him etc um so this is I, I i mean this is i think he has to believe it. At this Point I think there's a chance he's going to win the primary. Um, but he's in so deep that like his claim, you know, his his uh, remark about banning Muslims from entering the country, that was a desperate cry to win back whatever support he lost from Ben Carson and whatever support was because he probably had some sort of internal poll in Iowa showing that Ted Cruz was picking up the Carson momentum after he dropped. So he's trying to win those supporters. Um, you know, I don't know if it's going to work. I think I think that's. Like you said, you know, it's the the, the John McCain comment happened today. I think it would have had
0: more of an effect. I do too, and because right, right after the attacks, yeah, right after the the, yeah. uh, the uh, attack in, in San Bernardino, I agree with you on Ted Cruz. I think he's Ted Cruz is like quietly gaining momentum. He's picking up uh, a lot of Ben Carson support, and I think he's going to win Iowa also. And I think we agree here. I think that may be the undoing of Donald Trump, possibly. If, if that happens
1: yeah because all you need to do i mean what people don't forget like to forget is that you come in second you didn't win yeah so whoever wins iowa is going to give us so much momentum whoever does well and and if he does if he comes in second place in iowa i think it's going to do more damage than if anybody else comes in second place in, in iowa
0: and i'm also interested to see how donald trump reacts to not winning something Coming in second place, and his followers. see how they how they yeah. react if, if he doesn't win Iowa. It'd be interesting I mean, to see. Call for a recount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You never know. Um, now there's now there's been some recent um, talk about possibly a broker GOP convention. Um, yeah. This thing could get ugly, man. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I feel like that'll happen if Trump is the nominee. Or if, if he wins the primaries, um, mm-hmm. if Cruz, uh, I, I, you know, as much as the GOP establishment doesn't like Cruz, they're <laughs> walking
0: around holding their noses. Cruz. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to quote a, a friend of mine who's a or not a friend of mine, somebody
1: was interviewing the other day who's a, a well-known GOP strategist, um, sort of high up, said that he goes, the GOP fears Cruz. Cruz fears Donald
0: Trump so. <laughs> that's so true that's true now what are your thoughts is, is is the Jeb Bush campaign one of the biggest failures ever like in the last 20 or 30 years 40 years 50 I don't know I mean he has so much like money behind him he was supposed to be the guy and right. he, just, he can't get past like five or six percent
1: ability to fundraise mm-hmm. in the beginning and so they didn't anticipate Donald Trump running so I think that you know he has obviously checkmarked Mark both of those box but he's also a loose cannon so they, they want they want somebody who's going to like listen to them and also have those other two factors um and, and it's sort of always been that way but it, you know cannons could be a little bit more excuse my term ballsy mm-hmm. like there was a, an era where they were you know not not They didn't determine their messaging based on polling. And so all these factors that come into play. says the script raises the money especially when there are nine other candidates in the race and expect that person to win especially with like social media and all these other things that can nurture an insurgent campaign which which is more likely to happen when there are more candidates in a race
0: Mm -hmm. do you think
1: so (laughs) (laughs) So
0: let's just let's just you know pretend for a second and we're all pretty sure hillary's going to get the nod for the democrats if it's Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton, is it is it Hillary Clinton whitewashing, or does Donald Trump actually stand a chance, you know, if he gets out enough votes in the little rural America to come out? I mean, what do you think? Is there a chance Donald Trump could win this thing, or do you no. think Hillary walks away with no. it? Mathematically,
1: it's impossible. Um, even if he starts to go towards the center, you know. It, He's maximized, and I, I, I use this term because it is, a, it is a term that is used when you're looking at these polls. He's maximized all he can off of the uneducated voters, meaning those who do not have um, higher degrees or something wrong with that. That's just exactly what polls suggest, Just mm-hmm. like white voters, black voters, Asian voters, you, mm-hmm. know, you name a voter. That's just a category of voters. So he's maximized that, and that is, that is the strongest part of um, Donald Trump's campaign right now. He could possibly win over conservatives and evangelicals. But in modern history, you have not had a conservative, like a real conservative. I'm not talking about Ronald Reagan, which has been, you know, his whole conservatism has been reinvented a million times. You have not seen a true conservative win a general election, and you're definitely not going to see it in 2015. Because the demographics just don't add up.
0: Who do you think we possibly... Who do you think is some, some possible running mates that, that, if Trump gets nominated, um, any, anybody in particular you think sticks out? I mean,
1: out? The, daily, the New York Daily News today was trying to throw out Ted Cruz, and that didn't make any sense to me. Um, again, he's going to probably go towards the center, uh, Donald Trump, because he's not going to be able to get anybody from the center to run as VP with him. I, I really don't think he will. I think that... Anybody with a, a their head on straight knows that Donald Trump probably won't win the election, and so if they run as vice president with him. They're gonna, and, and they're actually rising star. They could lose future um, support from the GOP establishment. He might find a business leader if he wants to be a little bit more mainstream. But my my gut is he's probably just gonna go with somebody very conservative and try to. To balance it out by being more moderate, talking more about the economy, and business, and having the conservative and some strategically um, you know, smart, strategic state to run with him. I, I don't, I don't know who that is. To be honest, right now, looking at the field, mathematically, like looking at the map in the
0: field, it doesn't. There's not a lot of candidates that make sense, especially since he's gotten so many fights with us. I'm about to say, I don't, it's not like, I don't think. It's not we...
1: primary fights.
0: There's, I don't think there's many left that he hasn't pissed off. I mean, he's like, yeah. went to war. I mean, it's not going to be Kasich. It's definitely not going to be Lindsey Graham. I I might be someone like
1: Michelle Bachman. Um, what about a Carly Fufiorini? You
0: know, she'd be never, not a millionaire. She, no. I mean,
1: if she wants to actually have a future in politics, I think that she's going to have to steer clear of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he can say that he, I, I, you know, my my father is going to be somebody who we recognize, who we're familiar with, but um, is conservative, but is not around right now. And, you know, I have to start looking at that a little bit more carefully, but I, I don't think he's going to win the nomination, so I haven't been putting a lot of energy into looking at his his uh, running mate.
0: Okay, last thing I got, I was going to wait till the end to, to throw this name at you, but I actually heard from a few sources now that Mitt Romney is once again being mentioned. <laughs> well, there's desperation, I think, at this point, but uh you think that's a possibility?
1: I think people are crazy if they think that Mitt Romney is going to do better than any of these other candidates. Mm. I mean, Mitt Romney, sure, he garnered support and he won, eventually, the nomination, but he's not a master. It's not like Bill Clinton. It's not like you can call him in and then he's gonna win the whole thing um you know he's he's gonna take off a lot of other people who are investing a lot of energy into the campaign and it's you know marco rubio if, if there's gonna be that mainstream yeah rubio
0: event, Rubio, yeah it's gonna be rubio do you think
1: actually has a shot
0: do you think rubio gets the money the, the the donors that are going to eventually bail from jeb bush
1: oh totally i do too I, I do too and Rubio's biggest competitor right now is is Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. You can see him starting to yeah. uh, push for that evangelical conservative, and he's getting. You know, he's to be fair, like the last poll that came out. You know, he jumped a few points in on all the conservative lines, from the Tea Party line to the white evangelicals to just like very mm-hmm. conservative people um, in Iowa. He's doing much better.
0: And Rubio also showed his cards a little bit with the immigration thing a while back. He took a whooping for it by the by the, his mm-hmm. Republican friends, but um i think rubio's a sharp guy i think he would be somebody that, that could make some headway
1: mm-hmm. interesting my instincts are telling me right now if if trump starts to slip and ted cruz starts to pick up all the ben carson support and whatever support trump loses it's probably going to be rubio and, and ted cruz which is actually very fascinating because they're two cuban
0: yes yes reporters. that's interesting very interesting know me this is fun a lot of fun um i appreciate so you fun. and i appreciate you coming on over. But before i let you go i want to give you an opportunity to tell the folks what you're doing um as far as career-wise off tv or um i know you yeah. got the foundation you're doing and and let's talk about that a little bit what you got going on
1: yeah so uh when i'm not on tv which is not takes <laughs> <it's just laughs> my life away um you know I'm, I'm very grateful for all the opportunities they give me so oh, absolutely absolutely uh, when I'm not when I'm not debating on TV, I I run an organization called the Accountability Project. And we are an investigative news fund, so we raise money and help recruit uh, different, you know, investigative reporters to focus on certain stories, mainly based in New York right now because it is such a, a if anybody's been following New York politics, you know, we've had two state leaders, and one is about to be sentenced to jail and the other um, is in court right now, the, mm-hmm. on the, the other side, the Senate side, the Senate and the Assembly leaders have
0: <laughs> in court. Um, Sounds like this, Chicago. There's
1: corruption here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So if you didn't say, if you thought that presidential politics was interesting, uh, oh, I know. To New York state politics. It is so fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I do during the day is the Accountability Project, and you can find me on Twitter. at... <laughs> best, like, is, I yeah,
0: that's great. Well, look, I had a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming on board um, and giving us the Democratic side of things, plus touching on the Republican side. And we look forward to seeing you on Fox News and whatever other CNN. Well, you're on all of them, I think. That's one, one point or another. Um, so I really appreciate you doing this.